Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're in the middle here of Game Week 35. Still a number of games to go, but we thought we'd get that podcast out a little bit earlier in the week as we try to do. I'm a little bit tired out. Jake is too. We both had some long weekends, but trying to get that energy up. We got the Bucks game on. Go Bucks in the background. Not FPL, but still jacked about it. So hopefully that works out well and Jake doesn't start throwing things during the recording of this podcast. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, hanging in there. Do you think most people even know who the Bucks are? Yeah, I think so. I think, like, general sports fans, uh, I think, like, um, Europeans still, like, know about NBA teams, don't they? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a question I've had. I, uh, I've talked about the Bucks at my workplace, and again, most of those people aren't sports people, uh, but they have, like, no clue. And I, like, they have no clue. And I'm like, uh, NBA team and they're like hmm from from where and they're like I'm like Milwaukee and they're like where's Milwaukee it's great it's good times <laughs> M- Milwaukee yeah well uh I guess we could probably focus on like FPL related stuff or we could just do an entire NBA podcast that'd be kind of <laughs> yeah, fun too no no it's <laughs> fine let's let's do it let's hit hit up the FPL sadness that is my life yeah well it it's mostly just your entire life when you say sadness, yeah, but true. whatever. We'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, I did want to just share to start the pod uh, off today. I listened to an interesting podcast. I really like, uh, well, we talked last week. Some people asked, like, what other FPL podcast do I listen to? And I had said I don't really have time for a lot. Um, but once in a while when I'm driving with my wife, we'll listen to, like, some national public radio podcast. So I really like uh, Planet Money Freakonomics, a podcast like that, but Planet Money did an interesting one on group and herd think. And uh, I just thought it was interesting because we've talked about it before on this podcast, this idea of like group or herd think versus like the play your own game crowd, which is um, something that I've always kind of had a problem with uh, because I've always thought it's kind of goofy and that generally speaking, uh, the group often is more right than not. Um, and so there's been all these studies. I just wanted to share this with you, Jake. There's been all these interesting studies on, uh, for example, uh, they'll guess the weight of a cow, like at a county fair or a pig. Um, and it's just like a bunch of different people that would be guessing, right? Some people know about cows or pigs, some don't. Or another example is a bunch of people guessing uh, how many jelly beans or pieces of candy are in a jar that's filled with them. Uh, and what they find is if they take everyone's responses, the entire group's responses, and they kind of average it out, that that within 3 to 5% accuracy is where those numbers tend to fall, uh, given a, a large enough sample size. And I think it, it really does apply well to FPL, where a lot of people say, oh, all you're doing is picking you know highly owned players, uh, or, or all you're doing is, is going with the herd. Well, I think that in general, because we have such like a wide range of managers, some that are playing really aggressive, some that are playing less aggressive, I think that like kind of working within a reasonable range or what I'm trying to say is kind of going with the group can be a really effective way uh, to, to find success in the game. Yeah, I could believe that. Did the other people, were their guesses though? Like, did they know the other guesses around them? Or were they just uh, completely guessing? Yeah, that's a really it's a really good uh, 
really good question, and I actually had wrote something on our sheet here about that. So one of the issues with this idea of groupthink is something, a phenomenon called uh, information cascade, and that is uh, basically the idea behind that is maybe you hear somebody else's response or you see somebody else have success with something, and so you just choose that person's success. So for example, um, let's say you went out and you purchased a stock and your stock jumped up in price and I said, oh, Jake purchased that stock, so I'm going to purchase that stock. First off, it'd be incredibly terrible uh, financial advice for me to follow anything that you would be doing. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, but this is like, for example, how the American housing bubble formed. Um, People just kind of saw the way other people were were doing things and they continued to... uh, to pursue that same line of thought. So I guess there, there could be an argument from the play your own game folks that that's what happens like on Twitter, this idea of like information cascade that a lot of people like in the, tw- the FPL Twitter community kind of jump on board with one idea and try to roll with it. Um, and so I think that we maybe need to like draw a line between those two things. Like Twitter isn't necessarily the group, right? Like when we're talking about the group or the herd, we're talking about like, FPL in general, all the managers and, and FPL Twitter makes up a really small percentage of those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes, it makes sense. It does. I mean, we, we usually try on the show to just make our own opinions, but often it, it follows what a lot of other people have been saying or will say. And generally what really sets you apart in FPL are those little small decisions. Um, that maybe not everyone considered. I I think so, but I also think that one thing that makes good managers good is that they don't make mistakes. So it's not necessarily that they take punts and do really, really well. It's that they don't fuck up. Uh, and yeah. they just yeah. they play really safe throughout the entire year. Um, there was an interesting tweet just recently. Somebody had done an evaluation of the total number of free transfers that managers had made and then had divided it based on where players were ranked so for example like the top 10k managers have made x number of transfers the top 100k managers have made y number of transfers and everybody else has averaged this number of transfers or something uh the top 10k managers have made significantly fewer transfers so far this year i think it was maybe around 30 total transfers um and we're in game week 35 uh, right now so they're just making way less total transfers playing far more safe taking their time with their decisions and not chasing points yeah i can talk let's talk about chasing points oh boy. you want to talk about that <laughs> no i don't want to talk about that but it's gonna have to happen yeah at some point um so a little more knowledge for everyone uh somebody finally i've been kind of asking about this on the pod like this whole idea of like teams on the beach right like teams have nothing really to play for and so they kind of hang it up um somebody did find an article about it that evaluated like i think the seasons of like 20 2009 to like 2015 or something like that uh, so it wasn't a huge sample size but it was a couple seasons um and when they looked at it, i just wanted to share a couple of the numbers they divided teams into either having something to play for or nothing to play for so nothing to play for would be teams that like couldn't qualify anymore for a Champions League spot, couldn't win the league, um, or uh, were certainly relegated. So there wasn't a chance for them to to get out of the relegation zone. And those teams uh, had a about a twenty nine 
or 20, a 30% win percentage, whereas the teams that had something to play for had a 33% win percentage, um, and they took 1.28 points per game versus the nothing-to-play-for team, um, 1.14 points per game. So there was a slight difference, but the writers of the short article chalked it up probably to team selection, that because these teams didn't have necessarily anything to play for, they often were playing like less than full lineups or they were playing youth players to try to give them a chance. Uh, and that maybe was what their suggestion was, was accounting for that win percentage difference. So kind of an interesting uh, share as well for FPL because a lot of people have been preaching like either avoid players like let's say in relegation completely uh because they're just or like you know mid-table teams because they're just going to shut it down or other people have been arguing like oh go for those relegation team players because they have something to play for because they want to you know end up on a team uh in the premier league rather than having to go down to the championship so kind of some more knowledge and stats for everybody out there yeah that one i kind of kind of expected i've never been a big believer of the whole beach theory yeah, I've I haven't either. I just think that teams are performing like within their expected values uh to a certain level of standard deviation. So, uh anyways, um last topic that I just wanted to discuss before we kind of get into how teams and and action went this week. Uh Emma wrote in, she said huge huge gambles and massive risks. At what point can we throw caution to the wind and have some fun with the rest of the season? Um, and if you were doing that, what punts would you take? Uh, if you are doing well, I guess you have to play sensibly to the end. Uh, Jake, is there like a line for you throwing caution to the wind and just going for it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm always having fun. Minus 80s. <laughs> are you, Jake? Just, yeah. <laughs> sure doesn't seem like it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I would say now is definitely the time. If, if you're trying to make up some points uh in total or just do do better in your mini league now would be the time um don't have many weeks left even if you take a terrible punt you only have to deal with that person for for a few weeks so all good things i guess it does depend on your goals right i mean if you so for some of us the mini league with their friends is really what matters for others it's about your overall rank if you're just trying to like defeat someone in your mini league, uh, at this point in the season, you should just look at their team and be like, okay, who do they have and who do I know they're not going to bring in? And that would be the punt that I'd be going for. Mm-hmm. I completely mm-hmm. agree, and that's something that I'm going to be considering doing because I really you're don't just, have anything else to play for. <laughs> you're you're going for it. You're just going to like, I'm just pulling all random players. Well, right. We talk about our goals at the beginning of the season, and one of my goals was to do better in our mini league, which I have done. Um, I'm currently in fourth out of six, which is better than last year, and I, I'm, I think I'm one point right now off of third or a couple points. So that would be nice. Nice for me to finish third in our mini league, the top half of the table. We always talked that the bottom half should buy the top half dinner, so maybe that'll happen. No, I'm kidding. That probably won't happen. Yeah, um, I was going to say, there's no way our friends would ever no let way. that happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, right now I've been sitting around 200,000 overall, and, you know, what's what's the point in being... I mean, that's that was another one of my goals, was, you know, top, top 100... Um, or a hundred thousand, uh, which I, I may still get, although after this week, probably not, but so just going to shoot for those two goals still. 
All right. Well, let's let's get into your team then, Jacob. Huh? Do you want to do your yeah, team a little bit? Do, let's do it. All right. Uh, so, um, I actually, uh, Bobby Love wrote the jingle for Jake's mistakes this week. Do you want to start with your team, or do you want to specifically get into your mistakes? Let's do. Right let's do my team first, and then I'll go. Then into can the I mistakes. sing the song? Yeah, and then you can sing the song. So don't share any of your mistakes that you've done. Just share how your team is going thus far. Yeah, I'll just I'll just start with like the points um, and maybe a little bit. Well, first of all, I, I played my free hit, so I had the option to choose every single player on my team. Oh, is so that how a free hit works, Jake? Well, I'm just I am just overstating the fact, uh, <laughs> just so everyone knows how bad my mistakes were. Uh, right. No, I mean average points uh, forty three. I don't know. Did you did we calculate the top? Top 100k, or um, uh, I'll but, look. I'll look at it right now. I'll look at it right now. Um, but uh, 49 points in total. Captained Sterling. Funny story. I what was I doing? The first game was Saturday this week, and I don't know. Oh, Friday. That's right. So my wife usually gets home late because she's a server, uh, and. You know, we were planning to go to bed. When she got home, we watched a show, went to bed, and I, I literally got up five times and switched my captain every oh, God. time. <laughs> I started Jake, originally that with... Been, that should have been saved for the Jake's mistakes, Jake. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you who I switched to. Um, but God. ultimately, I... Well, I guess I said it already. I'm, I stuck with Sterling. Uh, which I don't know. It might not be a mistake yet. Uh, That's, true. We'll, That's true. But we'll find out. Uh, but overall... 49 points yeah not great not terrible but you still must have players to go right i all my players have double game weeks except for my liverpool guys so how many total games do you have remaining like how many total players have to have to perform here i have eight more players left to perform three wolves two man city sun uh lacazette and then foster yeah, so you you have to believe like around that 200k mark that you are doing better in that regard than many other managers. That's what I'm I'm telling myself. I don't know, but I I, I do think that for the most part, not so many people, f- not everyone has a free hit and has a full like double, you know, slate of double games this week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I did I did find a top 1k average was 54. Oof. Um. Yeah, so you, you, didn't, you didn't do great there. Uh, I'll share my team quick, and then we can do some of your mistakes. And we can break down your free hit team a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a, I've done very well thus far. I'm on 72. Uh, I have uh, 13 guys still to play because I'm on my bench boost. So thus far, really good. After the first day, I was on like 60-something and had a game week rank of like 5K. I think that's like the best I've ever had after one day. That was pretty crazy. Uh, so I'm still doing quite well for game week, eighty thousand right now. Um, I think I think I'm gonna. I mean, I'm quite s- not certain, but I'm feeling pretty good about getting a green arrow. Um, I'm currently at one thousand seven hundred fifty-two overall. So I'm thinking, I'm hoping that I can like get a little bit closer to a thousand by the end of the game week. Of course, it's dependent on a couple things, and one of those things is Aguero. Um, so I know he went off. There was like some talk about like maybe a little knock or something. I don't know. Um, he's my captain for the week, so I'm really hoping he plays. Um, I had some nice returns from my Brighton guys, uh, Laporte, Robertson, both returning. Um, and then I had Jerry D as well and Johnny. Um, the downer was Trippier didn't play and Lorente came on uh, late. I 
brought Lorente in for Glenn Murray because I wanted to free that funds up, those funds up anyways. I'm feeling a little split about it, though, because I'm not sure. I don't know. I kind of wanted more flexibility with two transfers going forward, and I've talked all year about how that's been my strategy. Um, and I kind of decided last minute to just bring him on. But with my with the eye on this Brighton match, um, so I'm really hoping that he starts this match uh, and gets me a goal maybe. So we'll see how it goes. All in all, I feel pretty, 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 pretty good about the whole thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, yeah, I hope Aguero plays for you. I looked at our group first. That's usually the first thing I go to because I like our little mini league. And I saw you, that you had so many points, and I was like, "What?" Because we were like, we talk about each other's teams, and they're in the back of my head. And then I realized you still had Jerry D, and you bench boost, and I was like, "Ah, that's the kicker." And you know what, exactly what I thought next. I'll, I'll you tell you. Next? Okay, it's Jake. fucking coming home. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. And uh, I feel like we should talk about... Well, we can talk about teams first, but then get yeah, into let's that. Yeah, let's do your mistakes, and then we'll look at where everybody's at in the league. I know there's a lot of movement uh, that could come here. but um, So Bobby Love actually wrote the jingle for Jake's mistakes this week. Um, and I will happily take anyone that thinks that they can write a jingle, short or long. Um, I would love like a rap-based jingle. You know, like kind of like 90s rap. I'd love something like that. Um, And it can hurt Jake's feelings. It's hilarious. Here's Bobby Loves. Uh, He says, it's sung to the tune of happy and you know it, clap your hands. Jake, do you want to sing it or should I? I want you to sing it personally. I want you to sing it. I want you to sing it personally. And I want you to do it to happy and you know it. But I want to say the Jake's mistakes part. Uh, You got it? Sung to happy and you know it, happy. Okay. If your Do team it. is really shitty, Jake's mistakes. Jake, no, I say Jake's mistakes. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay. If your team is really shitty, Jake's mistakes. If you took a minus 80, Jake's mistakes. If you need to stab somebody because you're not as good as Bobby, if your team is really shitty, Jake's mistakes. <laughs> it, makes me, it makes me really mad I played along and, and did that for you. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Uh, that was not planned, but we made Jake do it anyways. Yay. Yeah. All right, Jake. So you were on your free hit this week. Uh, you already told us about the whole captain thing, which I don't know if it's fair to throw it into a mistakes category yet. Definitely waking up four times throughout the middle of the night to change your captain is a mistake. Just well, I never life fell in asleep. General. I never fell asleep <laughs> to begin with. But I just kept getting up and being like, this one. No, uh. this one. Yeah, I was I, rotating I, I, between Jimenez, Aguero, and Sterling, all of which didn't do that. And Sun a little bit. I think I clicked Sun once even. Uh, oh, so. God, you're a mess. Uh, <laughs> so what else did you do wrong? You had this free hit. Um, and, I mean, you and I talked about the team um, like kind of later in the week last week, and, and we discussed some of your options. You, you you had it down like to like everybody does with their free hit, right? Like a few positions where you've got it down to two or three players. Where did you mess up? Why did you mess up? What are you not feeling good about? Well, that I think that's the worst part because, I mean, the, the players I felt the best about just didn't perform. Like, my midfield line, Jota, Son, Sterling, Mane, not a single return. I, like, I it blew it blows my mind still looking at that team. I get it. Like, Tottenham and Man City are two really good teams, but the 1-0 result just really hurt me and, you know, probably a fair number of managers uh defensively i did really well i had doherty robo 
Trent, um, all of who got cleans and Trent got an assist and bonus points. And then, oh, Watford, man. They just foster what they gave up a goal in the 93rd. I didn't even look at the highlights because I was going to like vomit if I watched that goal happen. That would have been hilarious. I wish we would have had that on tape. You watching it and just like sitting there and just throwing up like I think I don't I don't know if it's because I'm a defender but I think 90 like extra minute goals to ruin your clean sheet in FPL is the most painful thing to me especially I don't know I'm just gonna leave it at that it's the most painful thing to be um nothing more painful in the world than that well no in the FPL world I mean there's definitely more painful things in the world but what about taking minus 80 well that made me feel sick, but yeah, I don't know if it was eh, close. It's close. Yeah. What but, about a PSL enema? No, that would be great. <laughs> Just it, get though? excited. I don't think cream in that part of your body, like or like whipped cream or whatever they put in that, I don't think that's going to absorb well. No, probably not. But but the other thing that's <laughs> killing me. I'm just gonna keep moving on with my mistakes. Yeah. Is I'm like I'm I'm a week off. Uh, you know, before it was the whole Bournemouth going ham and scoring five goals and getting rid of Frazier. This week it was uh, I got rid of Jerry D and and uh, Dinch and like who would have expected Everton to just slap the fuck out of Man United? I I still don't even understand what happened. Um. <laughs> It doesn't make sense to me that Everton can lose 1-0 to Fulham and then beat Man United 4-0. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I It makes me mad, okay. but I just don't think anyone with a free hit would have been thinking, I'm going to keep Dinge against Man United because he's going to get two goals and a, a clean. You know what I mean? So it's a mistake, but it's just... I just don't know what else I could have done there. It just it didn't seem like a good defender to have this week. Um, and then up top, it was just disappointing. Just two assists, Lacazette and Aguero. I, I was really excited for Arsenal this week. A home game, you know, they, they hand, very handily dealt with Napoli. I thought Emery would put out a good side. He didn't. They shit the bed. This is Arsenal. It's my life. So. <laughs> It's just terrible. Yeah, you shit the bed too. So like, literally, shit the bed. <laughs> oh, no, at least I at least I did average this week. I, I feel like that's not terrible, right? I mean, the average dude shits the bed like every other <laughs> night. That's a thing, right? <laughs> I don't know. And then just like Brighton getting a clean—that's a slap across the face too. Thanks, Brighton, for doing that this week. Yeah, fucks. That was funny. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, DC said that he couldn't wait to hear Jake's mistakes. Should clear up my KDB triple captain disaster. That that hurts. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pierre, that's a, a little too aggressive for my taste. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it was ballsy. Yo Pierre said minus four for KDB, Captain Raz, and he got booked. He was mad about that. Um, Amundada, I think I'm saying that right. What would Jake's uh, rank be if he hadn't took the minus 80 in the beginning of the year? I mean, I think Much we've talked better. about that. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. Like, obviously, you'd be better off um, by, like, a significant amount. But it's so, it's just really hard to judge, like, exactly where you'd be, right? I mean, it's, like, it's more than just saying, like, oh, add 80 on to your score, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. more. it's more nuanced than that. So, mm-hmm. um, plus, like, it's, if we're being completely honest, once you took that minus 80, 
you just knew that you were basically fucked and you had to play super aggressive, right? So, like, you played your wild card early. Uh, you changed mm-hmm. your strategy. You took some risks. You weren't afraid to take more hits a little bit later in the year if you had to to make some changes to your team. I, I think it completely changed the way you played, too. Not necessarily um, for the worse, either, I don't think. Yeah, n- not necessarily. It's been a fun year, but, I mean, it definitely changed everything, and it's hard to say. But ultimately, it's just a mistake that I'm never going to have happen again. But you never know. I, I make mistakes week in and week yeah. out. That's why it's a fun section of the pod. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do uh, leaderboards here, and then we'll take a quick break, and we'll do, commit the second half of the pod to a bunch of questions that we have. So uh, League Dive, obviously there's almost an entire second round of games on the way, so a lot of potential movement. But in the top 10, a lot of really good scores. Um in 10th, Buck Sharp, 9th, Mark Edwards, 8th, Arnie Marius Haugen, 7th, Niall Higgins, 6th, uh, John Eric Torsteinsten, Steinsten, Steinsten, uh, 5th, Matt Blunder, 4th, Samuel Shapiro, 3rd, uh, Fripe Person, 2nd, Marco, uh-oh, and in 1st, Matt Frisky, Jake, could it be fucking coming home? Yeah, I mean, I think it can. And looking at the rest of this week, I think you're still going to be making up a lot of ground. The Aguero thing, it it hurts if he doesn't play, but I still think you could be making up ground this week. Yeah, I, I am still 38 points off of first place and Matt, so it's not looking great, but um, but you never know. I mean, maybe I chip away like 10 or 20 points this game week. You never know. And then maybe I do okay with my triple captain chip and... And it's close going into the last game week, so that could be fun. Yeah, dude, did we check if uh, the Coyote Kid has any chips left? I don't know. Uh, he played his bench boost this week. Um, I don't know if he has his triple captain or not. Uh, currently, Matt is ranked 393 overall, which is pretty insane to even imagine. I haven't been single digits for a long time, so that's pretty cool. Let's look at the Travis Shaw minus 80 league. Um, quite a bit of movement this week in the league. Um, a lot of basically, well, not a completely new top 10, but almost completely new top 10. So in 10th, uh, Noel Clear. In 9th, Marco, I've moved up. Uh, in 8th, Bobby Loves. 5th, I think it's Ole Rig. Uh, in uh, Also tied for 5th, a number of people. Uh, Roy is not isney is isani i'm sorry isani i think a uh, fifth matt blender a uh, fourth uh muhammad nadim uh third arman singh uh second uh rohith menon i think rohith 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 menon that's a great name i can't figure it out and first uh frank pibuin I can't say his name, Roger forever. Um, so that league is still pretty competitive. I mean, if we scroll all the way down to like, you know, 50th place, it has 315 points and first place has 359. So it's still pretty tight in the uh, Travis Shaw minus 80 PSL league. PSL, sorry, Travis 80 minus eight, Travis Shaw minus 80 PSL super league. Yeah. Famous. Uh, all right. Should we take a short break, Jake? And then when we come back, we have a bunch of questions. Yeah, let's let's hit it. All right, stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. We've got a number of questions from a lot of different people that I wrote in this week, so let's get into it right away, Jake. Um, of course, there's still some game week time left here, Jake, but uh, a lot of stuff can happen. Uh, 
you know, 36 is coming up pretty fast, though, because we roll kind of like right into it anyways. Um, so we kind of got to start thinking about what our teams are going to look like. Um, two point sex sounds wrote in. Uh, can Marco and Jake point out the stats used to reveal that Jerry D and Perez were top picks this week? Or is this just a game of blind luck and random chance? Well, I'll just start off by saying that Perez has not been on either of our radars, uh, at least not mine. I don't think either for you, Jake. And Jerry D, on the other hand, has. Uh, for me, Jerry kind of th- popped onto my radar when he was moved into that more attacking role, almost playing like as a second striker. Uh, and and that's always really attractive when we get midfielders that play in that role. Um, besides, especially that attacking- at that price. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially at that price, and 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 besides being in that role and having that good price, um, he was producing a number of shots and attempted assists, and those are two things that I really look at. Now Perez, on the other hand, um, wasn't even on my radar, and part of the reason for that is it's really hard to like, you know, catch on to or pick players on teams like Newcastle that are are really struggling uh, to produce goals um, and achieve points uh, in in the table, and so yeah, I don't. I know some people were on Perez because he's had a number of weeks in a row of, of good performances now, um, but I will completely admit I did not have that foresight. Jake, do you have anything to add there? Uh, well, I think it's, a, yeah, I agree with all those statements, and I do think it's a little bit luck and a little bit skill. Um, Jerry D just had good underlying stats. Like you said, he was playing in a more advanced role. And the other thing we, we were forgetting to mention is that he played against Huddersfield. Huddersfield are by far the the worst team this year um especially defensively and so that's always that it's, it's a big thing and i think the reason that i struggled with him was the whole injury risk you never know if he's gonna play um that's been kind of issues for him the past few weeks but now he looks he looks good um with regards to perez if you would have asked me before this game week would i put him in my team no uh, but like, would you have asked me, do I want Perez or Rondon? I, yes, I think Perez has been looking much better than him passing the eye test. Statistically, I, I wasn't following him extremely cause I just didn't think I'd be bringing him into my team, but now I'll probably take a little bit more of a look maybe. And again, it was kind of a lateral move. We talk about chasing points, but you know, fixtures aren't terrible for Newcastle to end the year. So yeah, not, bright, not bright like a away. terrible guy. Well, I don't know. Brighton away, Liverpool home, Fulham away. I mean, not yeah. Brighton and Liverpool are good matches, but they're both away from home. Yeah. Um, what's the situation for Newcastle? Do they need points? Or are they? No, GTC? they're safe. They're yeah. safe. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, two point Exxon's had another question as well. If you had, uh, or if you have the triple captain shift left does united's crap performance over the weekend mean we have to pick a liverpool player against huddersfield and if so who i don't know if that means that he was considering united as a triple captain option or if he just wanted to get out that united is crap um either way fair fair play uh so (laughs) liverpool play huddersfield this next week and some people have basically just adopted the idea like just play the tc chip on a liver or on a player against huddersfield right like and liverpool has the most attacking firepower so maybe we should play it there um most likely you're looking at Mane or sala um if you had your triple captain chip jake and you had sala sala or Mane on your team would you consider one of them for the triple captain this next week 
the I would have to look into it more because my concern is rust for Liverpool, right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, that's the big concern. Um, but yes, I, I mean, I agree with the strategy wholeheartedly. Personally, I watched most of the Liverpool game, if not all of it, and Mane to me again had the better chances. Uh, but he tends to take a lot more shots from farther away. So sometimes he converts them. Sometimes he doesn't this week. He, d- he did not. Um, so if you're, you're debating between Salah and Mane, I would actually maybe lean Salah with his underlying stats and just how bad Huddersfield are. I think Salah is going to get really good, big chances and score some goals. Yeah. Jamie Dodd just, he, he wrote in kind of like a comments to add to this and he said are we all seriously triple captaining Salah in game week 36 when his last double digit was return was in 23 it is a long time to not have a double digit return yeah but I don't think it will be wrong because that might be holding some people back and that's kind of what you want with your triple captain you I mean you want to pick a really good player against a really bad team who also is not maybe going to be picked by everybody so yeah i don't i don't think it's wrong i mean it is scary but there's a lot of players that have been up and down recently you know sterling has really good returns and then doesn't do very much against certain teams and you just it's just the way the game goes so you have to make the most logical decision i feel like with your triple captain and with the games remaining i think that's definitely a very solid choice would um would you consider or would you prefer a city player if you had the choice you could you could pick a city in 36 away to burnley home to leicester in 37 or brighton away in 38 no i think i would still lean liverpool between the two and again the, the hardest question between both these teams is rotation yeah, it's rotation, and now with City knocked out of the Champions League, that's one thing that's kind of attractive about them as a triple captain option is you know that they're going to really go for it now. They have to They have to win the league. There's no other choice. Um, whereas Liverpool have eyes on two different prizes right now. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I don't think you're wrong to choose a Man City person, but I would just lean Liverpool just by the fact that Huddersfield are so bad. But again... I really need to look at when are Liverpool playing in Champions League, what's the rest date, who's been playing more or less. Like That's what scares me the most about the Liverpool triple captain. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, let's see here. Thomas Bracken, what are your thoughts on Man United, just kind of on that topic as well? Uh, horrible form, but still fighting for top four. And faced Huddersfield away and Cardiff home in the last two fixtures of the season. Um, I think exactly kind of what, Thomas is suggesting I'm not interested in them now and going into 37 and 38 I will look at the potential options I mean really the only choices from United are uh, going with you know Rashford up top or Pogba through the midfield right am I missing anything there yeah did Lukaku play against Everton this week he's Uh, I I I mean I don't know if I would go with him but... but He, I mean, he does tend to destroy bad teams. He's a little bit riskier of, of the three, I feel, but not someone mm-hmm. I would completely write off. But, yeah, I, I think to answer Thomas's question, no, I'm not forgetting about Man United. If anything, we've learned that 
one bad week makes no difference for the next week, especially towards the end of the season. And yes, I think the big thing is they need they need points. They are going to. I think their manager. I think Gunner is gonna gonna fix this right. Like he's the guy that they've went with, and he's had pretty good success for taking over this team that was in just disarray during the middle of the season. So I think he can right the ship in a short amount of time. All right. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, but I'm not interested until those last two matches. I'm not going to touch them. So uh, Bobby Love, is it worth rolling transfers this deep into the season or be proactive in making transfers? I, I think that's a good question because, like I said earlier in the podcast, it's something I've advocated for a lot this year is holding transfers. Um, I guess it, it does depend on if you need to make a bigger move or not. Personally, at this point in the year especially, I'm not taking any more hits. Um, I've taken one all year. Unless something goes really, really wrong, I just don't want to do it because if it doesn't work out, there's no way to make those points up. So taking hits like earlier midpoint in the year, if it doesn't quite play out like in that next game week, it's normally okay because you normally made that hit not just for the following game week, but maybe for a couple game weeks that are coming up. Uh, and so it's okay, then you can recover, you can make those points back up. But at this point in the year, there's just not much room for that. Um, if you, you know, if you're really chasing somebody in a mini league, you know, and taking a minus four to cap to get a captain in, maybe that makes a little more sense to me. But um, if you're if you're just taking hits to bring in, you know, a role player on your team, a non captain, I don't know that it's a great idea. So, so, you know, maybe rolling that transfer so that the week after you have that flexibility. Do you agree with me on that, like that kind of transfer strategy, Jake? Or do you think otherwise, like maybe it's okay to just take hits at this point? I lean toward like if you if you really need to you could take a hit but that's also been my strategy like we talked about with the minus 80 be more aggressive and I I would say that it's worked out somewhat but it's definitely it kind of depends on again what your goals are and what you're trying to do like I don't think it would be wrong to take a hit to bring in a Liverpool player against Huddersfield or like maybe an extra Man City asset toward the end of this year. But if you can stay away from it, yeah, stay away from it. And I think making one transfer a week versus holding and then making two, it really it really just depends on fixtures in your team. Okay. Um, Jim Roden, is Bernardo Silva worth it over Sané? Uh, Sane rumors means he's a risk, so I need to move him this week. Uh, he's point one short of Mane, so any ideas? Um, I guess no. I th- I mean I think so. I think Bernardo is for sure the favored player. Uh, clearly, Pep has some trouble, some problems with Sane. Is is a little less interested in him playing there. Um, did he pick up a little knock this weekend or no? That I don't know, but I'm completely I, blanking. I, I can't remember. I can't answer the next question. I think that Erickson would be a great transfer at 9.3, a straight swap for Sané. Um, and his last three fixtures are home West Ham, away Bournemouth, home Everton. I, I like that much more than dropping all those points to Silva, unless you can make make it work. I don't think either are wrong, but then you have a lot of money in the bank toward the end of the season that you're not going to be able to use. Jim also said kisses. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Who do you think Shit. that he was directing the kisses at? Uh, I, I would guess you, but could be both. Could just be me. I don't know. Do you think it's like all, all three of us kind of thing? Like kisses for you and for me and like we're all there? Yeah, I mean, that's a that would probably be second on my list. 
It's as 2019. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say it's not happening. You know. <laughs> I I think I'm I think I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I'm I'm getting kind of like uh, I'm not sure if that's what we are talking about on the pod right yeah. now, or if we're trying mm-hmm. to just answer FPL questions. Mm-hmm. He didn't put a question mark after it, so I don't think we have to address it. Uh, okay. I mean, if you want to just walk away from that, you walk away from it. I, you made that <laughs> choice. Remember that. Remember that for the future. Okay. Okay. okay I will. Uh, Chancer Dan, two questions. Uh, have you contacted FPL JJ for the Twitter Liga next year? It would be a crime not to have you back in there. Um, there's, there's a pretty good um, uh, league called the Twitter Liga. Um, I think I've done it the last two years, or maybe this was my first year. I can't remember. Um, I'm doing quite well in it this year. It's kind of a lot of like the, you know, people that are pretty heavily involved in the community. There are like qualifying standards. You have to have like achieved a certain rank or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but FPLJJ, there's a shout. Um, it's FPL underscore JJ. Um, go check that out. And it's a, it's a really cool league. I think I'm currently, um, I'm currently ninth in that league. So. Hoping that I can perform well there, uh, and he finishes up with, "And what are you doing with your Brighton boys? Lovely bonus haul against Wolves, but su- but surely stressful holds." Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, definitely um, funny because a lot of managers—well, not funny—I shouldn't say that—but a lot of managers kind of freaked out and were like, "Transfer out Brighton, all the Brighton players, get rid of all of them, take hits, fuck them," because they were so mad about the double game week before. Um, I just held my two Brighton defenders. I got, I dropped Murray out, um, but I held my two Brighton defenders because I just figured like it's bench boost and I know the fixtures aren't perfect, but I still see them picking up one clean sheet uh, out of these two or out of the four, if you will, between the two double game weeks. Uh, next week, Duffy will uh, will be gone for me for a Liverpool defender. I have the money in the bank to do it. Um, and so that's what I'm doing. Uh, do you have any, you don't have any Brighton guys, do you, Jake? Uh, I do. I have Ryan, um, so I'll I'll have to think about it. But at least I have two. I have Crystal Palace. I have Gaita, who I I think has been really underrated. I mean, we don't talk about goalkeepers very much, but um, I think I can probably just rotate between the two for the rest of the year. But I'll have to double check. Yeah. Uh, Kenny McDonald, is it worth going for a Liverpool defender like Virgil as opposed to Firmino uh, as VVD has a better track record and uh, this is the time. Oh, oh, and is this the time to triple cap in Liverpool? Uh, we already answered that part uh, part of it. But um, yeah, so Jake, uh, VVD versus another Liverpool attacker. I would say go to that back line, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've I've been riding the double double Liverpool backline train and it's been working especially as of late like the whole Wijnaldum go- goal and James Milner goal just even more proof to me that double Liverpool defense is good again though the rotation uh, it's always they're they're fighting though they want to win Premier League so right. definitely VVD is the safest of any of the defenders for Liverpool uh triple Liverpool backline yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I guess if you're not going to consider doing the triple captain uh, with Salah or Mane, I don't think it's wrong. I I yeah. like it. I almost did it this week with my free hit, and it would have been the the better decision. Um, yeah. That being said, I still have Doherty against Arsenal, although I don't think they'll keep a clean. I never know with Arsenal. 
Uh, Octopus, as someone who has made a series of spectacularly poor captain choices this year, I'm considering sticking with the same captain all next season barring injury. Am I mad or is there enough benefit to simply doubling this, uh, yeah, doubling the season score for someone like Aguero? It's an interesting question. It, um, was asked earlier, really early in the season as well. Someone had thrown a similar question like this out. Um, I don't know, Jake. I mean, would you ever just stick the captain bet on one player? Is there any benefit in that? That's actually a really good question and like would be an interesting study, but I, I think, no, I don't think that's a great idea. And like, again, we talked about like chasing points and things like that, but one, I would say probably better to stay away from forwards just in, in general, if you're going to be sticking the armband on someone, but I I don't think it's worth it. I mean, I think the majority of the time it might be a good idea. Um but you just you got to you got to play the fixtures, right? It just seems like if you would be captaining players against Huddersfield, you'd be doing much better from on a week to week basis. Right. There's a there's an app out there. I'm blanking on the name right now, but there's an app right now uh that you can plug in your team ID um like on the website and it'll give you a a like all your captain performances throughout the year. Like it just pulls them automatically for you so that you don't have to mm-hmm. go through each one and see how you did. It would be interesting to go back and do that and then compare it to like, had I just put the captain on like Hazard or Sala or Aguero, how would I have worked out and compare um, compare those two numbers? Because yeah. it may just be a case that like you're better off just sticking on one person, not trying to guess. But I lean the other way. I don't know if that's true or not. So we should look into it. That would be an easy one to do because you could just double the points of whoever you're right. talking about. But again, it's hindsight 2020, and by the end of the season, we know who scored the most points. Right. Um, I mean, I guess you could have argued that Sala most likely would have the most points, but I mean, look how close Hazard is to that, and Hazard's mm-hmm. been much cheaper the whole year. So yeah, you can be like, oh, I could have just captained Hazard the whole year. But 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 again, hindsight's 2020. Or... 2015 yeah it would be yeah. actually you know another thing that we should be looking to into at the end of the season is like the whole uh like top scores and each i mean like has defenders ever had this good i mean look at the top defenders robertson van dyke and uh trent for liverpool all above 150 and robertson and van dyke I mean, Van Dyke's two points off of 190 right now that's pretty crazy to me like you could have literally just uh, captain one of those guys and outscored the majority of other players this year yeah we well for the record at the beginning of the season we advocated very strongly for heavy investment in defense and we've continued to do that most of the year mm-hmm. um now i know that this is not necessarily completely unusual but they're, they're scoring well yeah it is a bit unusual they're scoring more points than we were used to seeing defenders score um, because Liverpool are keeping so many cleans, you know, and Trent and Virgil and Rabo have all produced a number of attacking returns as well throughout the year. So um, on that note, Joseph Allegretti uh, says TAA or Laporte uh, with City uh, out of Champions League. Does this lean towards Laporte? Does Gomez spe- uh, take time from TAA in order to preserve him for our, the Champions League? I think it's a good question. Um, who would you lean towards, Trent or Laporte? Again, that rotation. Um, I would lean toward Trent because I just I've 
been a skeptic of Man City's defense, although um, I did not expect them to get a clean against Spurs. Um, they just they have they don't have the easiest of fixtures. Um, like I think away Burnley and home Leicester aren't as great as everyone will is maybe thinking. Where like Huddersfield home, Newcastle away, and Wolves home, whose offense is dried up, is better. But again, the whole rotation. I think if you just want to play it safe and you want a guy that's going to start week in and week out, Laporte is the way to go. Yeah. Um, Mark says there's three game weeks to go and everyone is desperate for points. Will you and Jake write down which defender, midfielder, and forward will score the most points in the next three game weeks and come back with your list after game week 38 to see if you are right? Wow, Mark, really putting us on the spot. Uh, should we do it, Jake? We didn't do it ahead of time. Should we do it right now? Oh, yeah, that, that makes me nervous to just do it right off the bat without like a ton of research. Should we do right. it now or should we tweet it later today? No, oh, let's tweet it. Let's let's think about it and we'll tweet it tomorrow. Let's think about okay. it. We'll tweet it tomorrow. People can okay. check it out on the Twitter. I'll put Jake's uh, and I'll put mine. But Jake, you have to actually do research for once in your freaking life. I do some research. I do some research. <laughs> I, I mean, that was me being I you. Mean, I have yeah. to like check in on uh, at FPL JJ and see if he's gonna contact me regarding Twitter Liga. I've heard you're some definitely not getting into might... Twitter Liga. <laughs> no, I heard some rumors. That... No, <laughs> it's no. just because of the minus eighty, man. No, it's all because of the minus eighty. Just ignore no. the minus eighty. No, <laughs> not getting in. Uh, uh, okay, Dean Denaro, uh, looking at doubling up with Liverpool defense on the cheap. Would Matip be an option? Um, and he's super cheap at 4.9. Uh, I don't know. Do you think Matip's an option now that Gomez is back? Um, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think so. I think he's like an option. And at 4.9, I'm not so upset like if he gets rotated, right? Like it's not the end of the world. But it is frustrating if you're committing one of your defensive spots to him and he doesn't play. Yeah, that's really scary to me. I don't think I would go yeah. with that. A little bit too much of a punt. Yeah, I mean, I think he is mostly nailed, but there's just a chance he gets rotated for, like, a Champions League match. There's only three game weeks left, I guess, though. Like, if he's going to get rotated, it would be, like, for one match, and that'd probably be it. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, Trophy and FPL Drunk both wrote kind of similar things in. Um, Sticker Twist with Vardy um, was and still thinking about moving him to Firmino. Uh, FPL drunk. I have a similar question. Should I sell Vardy so I can get in Salah, or should I just get Mane instead and keep playing Vardy against defensively poor Arsenal? I don't have any Liverpool midfielder right now, but whoever I get, I will give them the armband in 36. Um, so what do you, I I mean, I think when we said this on the last podcast, a lot of people were really excited about Vardy. Um, the issue is now he has three pretty tough matches, Chelsea home, City away, or excuse me, Arsenal home, City away, Chelsea home. Uh, so three pretty tough matches coming up. Um, would you move him or would you keep him going forward here? Well, you know my advice against him playing against Arsenal. I would not be not be moving him on. I mean, who would have thunk, you know, Ben Take would be one of the top scoring forwards? Oh, that's right. He was playing against Arsenal, so that makes <laughs> sense. Mustafi Done. just is Easy. just allowing goals, letting players run right by him. Um, yeah, I would not get rid of Vardy this week, but then, yes, I probably would consider moving him on after that. I mean, we do know he does pretty well against big six sides, um, but I just think away Man City is a little bit too much. 
Chelsea, they're so up and down to me. But again, I, I just they they're gonna really need that last result, and their back line's solid. So I I think hold him this week and then get rid of him. Good call. I agree. Uh, okay, that's all the questions we have for the second half of the pod here. Um, quickly, should we do like captain shouts, or is there is there anything even to really talk about? I mean, you have to captain a Liverpool player, don't you? Uh, let's let's let me. I mean, look you have real City. Quick. You have City against. I guess there's options. You have City against Burnley uh, away. You have the Spurs at home against. Yeah, West I was gonna Ham. say. Yeah. You have a lot of think, good matchups, I guess. But I I think you got to favor Pool at home against Huddersfield, don't you? Yeah, I think if I had Salah, that's who I would lean toward. But if I if I have money, which I do, I don't think it would be wrong to consider a player like um, Aguero or Sterling against Burnley by yeah. any means. And the, that might be someone that I consider captaining, you know, less owned. You know, Sterling's not owned by a ton of teams right now. And True. he tends to get pretty big hauls. So Big, huge hauls. Um, so you're, you'll be coming off your free hit this week. Do you have like any idea of what you're doing or not really? Not, not really at this time. Cause work's been rough, but I, I mean, I do have a lot of good matchups. I have three Liverpool players. Um, Hazard's been a tricky decision. I've been sticking with him, but he's away against man United. So I, you know, I always wish I could have the two frees off of the free hit, but that's just not possible. So I may yeah, be a little bit aggressive. Works. I know, I know. <sighs> I maybe I just may be a little bit aggressive and try to see if I can do a double switch and, you know, bump him up to a Sterling or a Sala even. I guess I can't do that because I have three Liverpool. So, well, unless I switch Mane. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't have any idea. I don't have any yeah. idea. My, I, I know what I'm doing already. I'm moving Duffy out, and I'm bringing Trent in. That's yeah, what I'm doing. Solid, solid switch. Yeah, easy. Okay, uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com, and on Facebook as well. Um, you can download us anywhere where podcasts are found, uh, but iTunes, SoundCloud are kind of like the main ones, um, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Overcast, CastBox, and so on. A uh, couple quick rando questions for the end of the pod bobby love said if you guys were to do a freaky friday body swap uh what would you do as the other person would you attempt to sabotage their life or to help them out so jake do you know what that is freaky friday are you familiar yeah I, yeah yes well, you'd become do. me and i'd yeah. become you like we'd wake up tomorrow morning and you'd be in my bed and yeah. i'd be in your bed and you would Thanks. have you would yeah. now have you'd be looking in the mirror you'd be like oh shit like i have a great body like and i'm pretty good looking and wow i've never been able to run so fast i'm so athletic it's crazy and i'd wake up in the morning and be like god i'm ugly i hate myself um you know i can't do anything and i'm really stupid i can't even think my brain doesn't work because i'm in your brain you know so it's yeah. the worst well what would you do would you what, what do you think you'd do well, I was going to say that I wouldn't sabotage your life, but after that, I probably would. Yeah, I actually, don't know. just I don't just know. the fact that you would be in my body would be sabotaging my life. <laughs> the fact just you like just walking around as a normal human would be ruining. <laughs> the question is, do you know when like would it be like 24 hours we switch back? That's that's the debate, right? Like if you yeah. if you do all these terrible things and then you don't switch back for a week, that could be disastrous. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think it's, I think you know, with most Freaky Friday body body swaps, a twenty four hour period is pretty standard. I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Or would we have to like find each other across the country and and reunite yeah, ourselves? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how these things work, Jake. I didn't get any technicalities from Bobby. It's a trash question as usual from him. So it just <laughs> makes sense. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Sai says, "Have you given any thought to changing the name of the pod to the Art of the Mo?" FPL podcast. Uh I think in response to Mo Salah. Yeah, we could we could I mean we could talk about it. We could talk about it. I don't want to say no. Maybe um, if he's top scorer again, we'll consider it. Is what yeah, we'll, we'll think say. about it. He was so mad when when Jimmy team player Jimmy Milner took the penalty kick off of him. because uh, he was first choice. Did you see the video of that? Salah was so pissed. <laughs> no, but Milner deserves it. I mean he's probably the best penalty kick taker in the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel virgin. If Jake was in a Lord of the Rings version of Sophie's Choice, which of the three hobbits would he stab and kill with his switchblade? Um, do you know that movie, Sophie's Choice? I don't. I don't no, know the movie well. I don't. Know I think it's a Meryl Streep movie, isn't it? Okay, I don't know. I think it is. So I guess like if you were Lord of the Rings, uh, which of, just do that. Which of the three hobbits would you stab and kill with your switchblade? Uh, three. Isn't there? Four or five? It's, well, it's well. The main Lord of the Rings would be Sam, Frodo, and Pippin. Oh, and Mary. So there's four. Yeah. Four main. Ah, uh, I can't. Uh, this is this is bad, but I can't remember which one of the Mary or Pippin is more annoying. One of them's like really stupid. I'd kill that. I'd one. stab Sam. He reminds me the <gasps> most of you. <laughs> oh yeah, like a good loyal friend. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got him, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Stop wanting yeah. potatoes so bad, you stupid hobbit. <laughs> all right, all right. All know. right, we got we to gotta get out of here. Um, good luck to everybody that, with the rest of the 35 matches um, and 36 as well. Uh, neither Jake or I have been super available this last weekend, but I, I'm definitely back now, so hit me up on Slack if you need anything or Twitter. Uh, I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs>